What's up guys? Good afternoon. Sorry I'm late. Welcome to another episode of In the Nick of Time with your girl Nikki. On this podcast, I feel like time is something we should not waste. Let's get into it. Let's start with a prayer, guys, and then we'll get into this episode. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for another blessed day. I thank you for giving me an opportunity to use my voice in a positive way. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you will utilize me in the way that you want to be, want me to be used. I pray that you will speak through me, Lord, each time that I speak and do this podcast. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you will bless this podcast to just reach one, to help one, to bring them closer to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, guys. I've been talking about mental health and the reason why I haven't gotten off of this topic is because I feel as though mental health is very important because we sometimes <clears throat> we don't even know that we're all we're all dealing with um the issue of keeping our mental intact. Uh, I talked a couple of weeks ago about the, the brain being the CPU. And when the memory is full, what it does to your computer, how it slows it down. And guys, it's the same thing with, with the human body. When the mind is so full of, of, of junk and negativity... We find ourselves um, slowing down, a little bit lethargic, tired, worn out. And we, we try to find the reason. We say it's the hustle and bustle of everyday life. Uh, we we got to work, take care of our kids. We got to keep our marriages intact. Uh, we have to deal with work relationships. Um Sometimes we blame the job. We say they work us too hard and too much. And some of those things may be true. They may play a factor. But uh, today in, in this episode, questioning divine hope sometimes creates the, the divide inside of us. It's that, it's that spiritual flesh warfare. You know, we we want to do the right thing, but the right thing doesn't always pan out as quick as we would like it to. You know, we try to do the right thing. And when we do the right thing, we always seem, you know, because the cliches are out there, you know, they, they have a saying where they say nice guys finish last, but. In this episode, I want to debunk a few things. I want to try to touch on a few things as far as this spiritual warfare that we deal with every day. Now, I'm a good person. So why why does bad things happen to me? Why does God allow these bad things to to happen to me? Now, it makes me think of Job, but I'm not going to uh, use this episode to... To uh, get into the sto- story of Job, I, I, I want to read 
Romans 5 and 8. And kind of look at the question that I posed. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now, I am a good person, so why does God allow bad things to happen to me? But what did I just say? God demonstrates his own love in that while we were yet sinners, Jesus still died for us. He did an awesome thing. He did an... We can go through so many trials and tribulations. Children acting up, lost your job, husband left you, wife left you. Everything is going wrong. What do you do? You you question God. You say, I try to do everything right. I'm a good person. And I'll get into that a little bit later. So why are you allowing this to happen to me, God? And it and it brings me, it brought me to that scripture, Romans 5 and 8, because if he never does anything else for us, the grace and the mercy that he showed us to even give us an opportunity to live this life in a redemptive way where we have the freedom to do the right thing and we try our best to do it because he knows all he sees all because you got to think about us and 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 he even posed the question in romans you know what what man would die even for what man would die for a sinner and we might you know it's 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 not it's not coming. We, it's a possibility that, that it's a small, slim chance that we would even die for a good person. But he died for the whole world to be redeemed. Even though he knew that we would continue to make mistakes. We would continue to sin. We would continue to mess up. We will continue to go against everything that he's tried to teach us. Because it said while we were sinners. It didn't say he waited until we came to our senses and started to live right. He said while we were sinners. So when we're thinking about ourselves and like I'm a good person. So why is God allowing these bad things to happen to me? We got to think about what he's already done for us in our broken state in our worst state he brought us out of the pit of death where now we have something to look forward to even if everything is not going as planned here on this time side of life we have a future that is bright to look forward to We have an opportunity to redeem ourselves from being those sinners that he gave his life for. I'm a good person. 
So why is he allowing these bad things to happen to me? Well, you may think you are a good person. You, by your standards and by the world's standards, you may be a good person. But we have to go through something. Because it keeps us connected to the source. We have to deal with and endure some trials and tribulations. Because it keeps us connected. Because I think that that's what has happened to us here lately in society. Our arrogance and our pride has welled up in us so that we're not even thinking about who deserves all of our honor, all of our respect, all of our reverence. We're just thinking about self. I'm a good person. Why is this happening to me? Why not you? Why not you? Because I asked that when when I had my accident back in 2017, I asked that question. Like, why me? Why me, God? Why why did I have to break my leg and and go through this? Why you know, why did you choose to to allow this to happen to me? I go to church I believe in your word. I believe in you. But then I had to think. You know, he was testing me because even though I even though you go to church, even though you you feel like you're doing everything right, there are those little times where you find yourself complaining, where you find yourself getting upset with people for no reason. You find yourself uh, talking too much. You find yourself fighting battles that are not yours. And he has to sit you down for a minute. So he can talk to you one-on-one. And and get through to you and let you know. I'm still here. I am the good and perfect holy being. You are an extension of me. So when you're living your life, you have to live it as you know you're made in my image. So you can't do anything that you want because you feel like I go to church. I do what God tell me to do. I, I believe in God. I, I put my I tithe and give my offerings. You know, I help people when they're in need. But are you truly connected? And are you truly dedicated and locked in? And have you truly bought into living this redemptive lifestyle? Because we 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 try to justify ourselves, but he's the one that justified us. We can't justify ourselves by saying, well, I had to go off on that person. Because I find myself doing that sometimes, even now. You know, I, I, I had to go off. I had to let that person know. But then you have to think, in the end, what did it solve? What point did you prove? 
Did you did you really get through to that person? Did that real did that person really understand where you were coming from? Do you and that person have a true understanding? So I think we 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 the breakdown happens with us because we think we're good people. We believe we're good people. We believe we do right. And then when things happen, we can't handle it because we're not, we haven't bought in. We haven't locked into our spiritual life and we haven't grown our spiritual man to the point where we fully understand, hey, this is a this is a commitment that I'm making. This is not, I'm, a, I'm going to do enough to get by. And I'm going to be good by my standards. Because like I talked last week, set better standards. Because we, we, we feel like we know what's good. We feel like we know what's right. You can open your Bible every day and I promise you, you're going to read some scriptures. Each time you open that word, that's going to show you. It's going to cut and going to show you, hey, man, sometimes I'm not a forgiving person. Sometimes I'm mean. Sometimes I'm, 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 I'm uh, vengeful. I want to get revenge. I want to pay people back. I want people to, to feel my wrath. And God said that's not pleasing to him. But am I, I'm a good person, so why does things happen to me? And then we can't conflate the idea as well. We got to also think about it's not always something you've done. Life is just full of trials and tribulations. It's, things are going to happen. You're not going to go through this life and nothing's going to happen to you. I don't care how good you are. There are several people that we may look at and we may say, that was a good person. That person was always, that person would give you the shirt off their back. And now they're gone. And this person over here is just as evil as they come. And he's still walking around or she's still walking around and and still doing the dirt that they've always done. So we have to be, we have to get out of this. We got to get out of our heads. And we got to allow our spiritual man to grow and kill off that fleshly part of you day by day. Because it's because I'm telling you, you will question it. I question it. I look at people and they and there's some people that they talk so disrespectful. They're, they they they're blasphem blasphemous people. They they don't believe in God. They don't believe in his word. And I'm saying, I, I believe in God. I go to church every Sunday. Why am I struggling like this? Why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? Why do I have to deal with this? That's that breakdown. That's that breakdown because then you find yourself saying, then your ego takes over and pride steps in. And it's like, I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my time doing this, doing it this way, living this way. And everybody else is doing what they want to do, but it's not about everybody else. 
Because God is going to deal with each one of us individually. Because it's people that, that feel like they do everything right. And when they see Jesus face to face and he says, I don't know you. And he could even say it to me. And, and that thing right there would mess me up. Because in my eyes, I feel like I'm a good person. I feel like I'm a good person. I feel like I do my best every day. I put my best foot forward. Why do I have to go through this? Why would Jesus would never say, depart from me? I never knew you. Because I, I do everything right. I am a good person. So I want I want to I want to I want to give you give my listeners a thought to ponder, a question to ponder. And 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 this is the most awesome thing as well that I figured out that is so awesome about God. Would we like it? If God forced us to believe in him. If he treated us like he really could treat us. Think about it. Think about it. What would that look like? If he didn't give us free will. What would this, what would this world look like? Would it be perfect? I mean just, just think about it. Would it be a perfect world? If he forced us to 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 uh, believe in him and do what he said, what 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 would this world look like? Cause I want to read Luke chapter fifteen, and for time's sake, I might be able to get to the good part of it that I really really want to. Uh, bring out with, with, with giving you this question because I want us to think about it like this that's that's a love that can't be matched because he knows us he knows us inside and out and yet and still he still doesn't try to Dictate our lives in such a way where he makes our choices for us. He wants us to mature spiritually and make our own choices. He wants us to make the right choice on our own. Not with his help where he's forcing us to do what he said do. And I want to read the story of the prodigal son. And, it, and, and it's Luke chapter 15 starting at verse 11. Then he said. A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father. Father give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered 
all together journeyed to a far country and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all there arose a severe famine in that land and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father, but when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Amazing. Amazing. Because a lot of times we try to protect our young people. You know, and and we try to get them to come to Christ by trying to put put the fear of God in them in the wrong way. And that young man felt like, "Give me what's mine." And his father did not argue, did not say, "No, I don't think you're ready for this." I don't think you can handle having all of your inheritance right now because you're too young. You wouldn't know what to do with it. He allowed him to go off and make his own choice. Bad or good. But the thing that stood out to me, if you if you paid attention, in verse number 20, he was he went back to his father and while he was a great ways off it said his father ran to him he didn't run to his father his father ran to him and embraced him and had compassion on him so when we think we're doing good when we think we're, when we think we're righteous and we think And we allow our mental to be filled with a bunch of junk. A lot of hoopla. And a lot of, you can do what you want. God knows your heart. And he does. And he's going to allow you to make your own decisions, good or bad. And trust he will deal with you. But he loves us so deeply that he's still right there ready to run to us and embrace us 
and kiss us on our neck and tell us, I've been waiting on you to come to your senses and come back to me so that you can live a full life. Because right now our mental is broken down because of what we think versus what God already knows. Because God already knows what his plans are for us. But we think that if we do enough of this or that, that we're doing good and we're doing what's right. And that's the battle. That's the mental breakdown. Because what we think versus what God knows, it takes us on a journey when we allow our spiritual man to, to go hungry every day and I, and we're constantly feeding our flesh we're constantly telling ourselves if I do this then everything will be okay but it's not it's, it's, it's not going to be okay if you keep on thinking you know Versus trying to get closer to God and letting him show you what he already knows. Which is he has great plans for your life. He has great plans for your life. And I and I chose that story because the father never tried to block him from doing anything when he made his choice his his father allowed him to go out and journey to the far land to the far country he he allowed him to go to the far country and the world is the far country if we go out here and get choked up by the choked by the world god is not going to be mocked he's waiting for you to say look I'm tired of being out here in this world and I'm not getting anywhere. And when you come back to your first love and he's right there and he's waiting to, he's running to you, grabbing you and kissing you on your neck and telling you, I've been waiting on you. Now I would love to have open dialogue in the future on this podcast and talk to some people and, and, we have a, a, a discussion about these things that are going on in the world and what we can do. Because when we feel like I'm a good person, but let me let me let me let me take you to a place where I, where I'm gonna shock you a little bit. Because I want you to I want you to understand. I don't ever want my listeners to be confused. Because I keep talking about being a good person. But then I want to ask you this question. What constitutes a good person? And let me tell you not what I think. But what Jesus said out of his mouth. These are his words. I'll, I'll start at. It's Mark 10. I'll start at 17. Now as he was going out on the road. One came running, knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, 
What should I do that I may inherit eternal life? Jesus. So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one. And that is God. Newsflash. Breaking news. After all that I've said about I'm a good person. Why does God why does God allow these bad things to happen to me? Newsflash, Nikki, wake up. You're not good. You're not good. We weren't even worthy. Hate to be the barrel of bad news. You weren't even worthy. We weren't even worthy. Hate to be the barrel of bad news. I'm a good person. Why does these things? Why did the pandemic happen? How did Donald Trump get in in, off, in the Oval Office? Why did they uh, storm the Capitol? All those people. Why, why, why? And it comes back to none of us are good. None of us are good. We try to justify ourselves, but we can never do that. Guys, it's almost my time, but I want to get into the no cap spill segment of my podcast. And this this segment, this this week on on the no cap spill, I want to talk about the power that we have as black people. Now, I I usually uh I have, I've, I've been looking it up, been doing research. Maybe I will uh, give the statistics uh, in the future here on my podcast. But I just, because this is the no cap spill segment, I just want to talk straight up. This is why I just talk straight up, you know, like no filter, nothing. I don't get out of, I don't get crazy. I don't try to become a provocateur, but I try to say, what's real and 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 it and i and i gotta tell this story again i started this podcast and when the when the pandemic happened and the reason why i started it is because it was so much going on the police brutality you know and the killing of black people and racism the was at an all-time high and i was like I, I feel like I need to do something. It's no, it's, it's not good for me to just sit here and be upset about what's going on and what I'm seeing. But I look at us as black people, and I, I really don't think we know the power that we have. And I was talking to a guy at work last night, and I was telling him, I said. We come through these doors every day to come to work. And we 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 know we've been working this job long enough. Most of us know 
You know, it's a strong possibility when we walk in there at 4 o'clock, we're not going to get off at 2.30 like we're supposed to. That's That's been a given since I've been there, and I've been there almost 12 years. And I say that to say, I was I was telling him, I was like, they they got the labor laws right there on a they have a bullet, they have a board when we walk in, we can stop and read everything up there. Whenever something an event takes place at the plant or uh, somebody gets promoted, a new hire, whatever. And the labor laws are, are right there plastered on, on that on that board. And I was telling him, I said, we get mad because sometimes we'll be running a line or we'll be on the line and uh and they'll say stay to 6 30 in the morning and you've been there since four the day before and they come to you and they say you gotta stay to 6 30 in the morning and i said to him i said it's sad that we don't know the power that we have and they put things in our in our face and i and I'm like, but we're not even paying attention to. They they cover themselves, but we don't realize that they're benefit. They they while they're covering themselves, they're helping us to learn how to cover ourselves. We don't have to stay to six thirty, because by law, Tennessee state law, we're supposed to work twelve hours. At at that's the max. That's the max. And we, because we're so fearful as people, we don't, we don't, we don't go research. We don't, we don't read about the power that we possess. And I was, and I was thinking about that and I was like, they plastered this right here in our face and we could even read it, but we'll still never utilize it. They'll come and say, stay to 6.30, and that'll ruin our whole night. Man, where we going to stay to 6.30? You don't have to. And this is literally, you don't have to. By law. By right. Your, by, by your right. Through the labor laws, you don't have to. But we don't know that. We're like, ooh, they're going to give us a point. The law is right there. If we read it, if we utilize it. It's just like, it's just like what people saying, you know, trying to make an excuse when, when Jesus returns. It, there will be said it. There will be no excuse. It's too many platforms. It's too many churches. It's too many people. It, it's too many. I mean, most pastors and churches now are using social media so heavily. It's no way that you can tell Jesus, I didn't know. It's no way that we can say, I didn't know that I don't have to work over 12 hours by law. If I don't want to. It's no way, and they put it right there in your face. We don't know the power we have. And I don't like doing statistics, like I say. And I was also bringing up this point because black people don't know the power that they have 
in the, in, in the economy, as far as the economy goes. That's why they like, that's why they target us so much. Because if we go, the economy goes. And we don't even know that power that we hold in that regard. We just sit back and say, they're charging too much. That's too high. That's too expensive. Why are they charging so much? But we don't recognize the power that we have. If we stop, the economy stops. Who buys, who buys the name brand clothes, shoes, purses? Who always, who's always on the car lot trying to buy a new car? Who who are all who are the who are moving into these newly built homes paying twelve hundred dollars a month for the most part? It's us. We make the economy go. We have to recognize our power. And in my opinion, I, like I said, I, I don't, I'm not going to let you dwell on my opinion. So, you know, I'm going to give you some truth after I give you my opinion. In my opinion, we make sacrifices that will never benefit us. We sacrifice so much to fit in. We sacrifice so much trying to gain the respect of people. That don't even know how to respect themselves. We sacrifice our dignity. When we buy into everything that somebody tells us. We have to make the right sacrifices. We got to make sacrifices that will benefit us. What do I mean by that? Because this is, like I said, I'm just going to talk real candid with you guys. We make stupid decisions. Not just black people, but people, period. And we're not willing to sacrifice in the right way. You, you want to know what would really, truly help us? In Hebrews, I told you, I'm not going to let you leave just saying Nikki said this. I want you to say what thus says the Lord. 13, Hebrews 13 and 16 says, But do not forget to do good and to share for with such sacrifices. God is well pleased. Did you hear that? But do not forget to do good and to share. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. That is so simple and cut and dry. We sacrifice paying our bills because we want to go take trips. And post it on Facebook. We want to sacrifice. 
purchasing, actually purchasing a home, a good investment, so that we can buy a a a, a purse that costs three hundred or four hundred dollars, and we go get a a, a hairdo that's more than our rent almost. Our sacrifices to put on for the world is so prevalent and is such a problem. And that's what causes the divide in us. That's the spiritual warfare. That's when our mental truly breaks down. Like I said, because what we think. Versus what God knows is so, we're so disconnected from that. God knows if we take care of each other and have compassion on each other. That's why he said, don't forget to do good and to share. But we think it's important for, for me to get rich. To stay rich, to stay wealthy, so my family can be rich, so my family can be wealthy. And it stops there for most of us. For all of us to be exact. Because I feel like if I give you something, I'm taking from me. So in all of that, guess what we do? We lose power. Each time that we divide ourselves and each time that we separate ourselves from one another... Each time that we decide that we're better than somebody, we're, we're losing power. That's why people say it's strength in numbers. But every time I, I come across something, I become bigger and better than you. And you become my competition and I'm out, I'm out doing you. We're separated. And in that... I feel like it's it's me against the world. And that's what it is. It's survival of the fittest. And we're constantly feeling like we're losing because we're we're feeling like we're in it alone. And pretty much the way that we're moving, we are in it alone. So we got to take back our power. But the way to do that is to start taking care of each other more. No, everybody's not going to be on the same page. And no, you're not going to be able to help everybody. But we got it. We got to start. We got to start opening ourselves up to not being so scared and so fearful. And take what's right in front of us. The children of Israel were, were told to go take the land. And because a few people told them, those, those people are too powerful. We're like grasshoppers under them. We can't go take that land. With the strength that God gives us, we can take our power back. We can stop living in this, 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 this bubble and saying, Oh, woe is me. When are we going to get our respect, our reparations? Our, when are we going to be t- treated as equals? When we return to our first love.
and we learn of him and what he knows that we are all equal. We're not different. Rich or poor, God created all of us. So when we return to God and realize that, like I said, when we stop, when we get out of our heads and stop saying and talking about what we think and start going find out what God knows and letting him teach us, we're going to always be in this funk. So guys, I love you guys. Thanks for anybody that tunes in and listens to my podcast. Keep listening. Share this podcast. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep coming with with helpful information on this podcast. And like I say, if you want to have open dialogue with me, I would love for people to come on my podcast. Have open dialogue. Not ba- debates or arguments, but open dialogue. We can fix this thing. I love you guys. Let's reprogram our thinking. And remember... God may not be there when you want him, but he'll be in the, be there in the nick of time. Thank you, guys. I love you. It's your girl, Nikki, and I'm out.